Welcome in Between the Bylines. I'm John Camacho. And this is Jacob Waters. <laughs> and we have a great show for you guys today. All right, having a little bit of fun with the uh, sound machine here. You're going to uh, lose that responsibility. <laughs> All right, guys, we have a we have a good show for you guys today. Uh, look, this is a tradition. We started year one of the pod. Now we're going into year three of the pod, and we're going to do it again. Three it's, years? I mean, third season, yeah. It's year two. This is the third season we've done in the pod. Wow. We started 2019. We're old. Yeah, we've been doing this a minute. Um, all right. We are doing close the book episode, all right? And we'll basically, hey, we're, we're this is the final chapter of the 2022 season for the amount of teams that we're going to talk about today. Uh, with the caveat that we're not going to go ahead and shit on the certain teams in the NFL that, like, they were done before they started, right? We knew the Jaguars probably weren't going to be in it. We knew the Jets, Texans. Those teams, it's over. Like it's been over. We're we're not closing the book on those teams because it was closed months ago. Honestly. Well, you're just not making a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah we didn't write the that's book. That's with them. They just. Um, but hey, we have a list of, of five teams that I think you know we we had a good little bit debate on these. There's one team. I guess we'll talk about it at the end, or actually, you know, we'll bring it up now. There's one team that is not on this episode. We're not closing the book on that. I pushed for, and and you ultimately won the argument. I ultimately yeah. agreed with what you were saying. Well, there's a few that are on here too. That was I was kind of giving a little pushback, but it's like you know what. No, you're right. Like yeah. you gotta, you, we we don't want to be as cookie cutter as it may sound and be like, well, mathematically, so and so is eliminated. Now we're kind of jumping the gun here and picking up on some trends and trends oh, yeah. and tendencies, saying this team's not doing good or this team has has lost this and not doing good. So I mean, what's the future look like? Yeah, so, we have we have some five win teams in here that are mathematically still absolutely yeah. in it. All right, so this is not like a statistical analysis of if they can or cannot. This is make us playoffs. watching football and saying this team's not making the playoffs. Absolutely, exactly. So we'll we'll start with the first team that I I, I pushed for because I do think it's over for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I think I'm I'm definitely jumping the gun as far as like I'm a little too early on it. I, I just look at a defense that is depleted with injuries. They lost all their big stars. Doesn't seem like they can stop anybody. I mean, the Bengals just, they ran it down their throat. They're a good running team. Bengals are a good running team. But, I mean, it, it was it was sad. Uh, Big Ben did not have his mojo at all. And, you know, it, it seems like they are live or die with a Big Ben who, yeah, he has good games. He came back off injury last week and played pretty well. Uh, but I, I'm looking at an offensive line that's struggling, wide receivers that are honestly less than than uh, advertised at the beginning of the year. I was expecting a lot more from this wide receiver group than we're getting. Grant, there's been some injuries in that department too i was ready to close the book but you made good arguments as why we shouldn't yet yeah um i mean we're talking about a team two weeks ago that went toe-to-toe with the chargers in a very very impressive fashion yes they ended up coming out and losing that game for sure and the pittsburgh steelers that come out and play flat are a very very bad close the book team Mm -hmm. but the good version of those steelers if they can somehow salvage it I'm not saying that it's even that it's probably going to happen, but I'm saying it's too soon to close the book fully on the Pittsburgh Steelers because in my head they are just primarily too dominant of a team. They have a very good coach. They do have a, a good running back. They have Big Ben, depending on which version you get, and they're banged up on defense. And some of those stars are hopefully looking to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I know some of them are out for the year, but listen, we can't close the book on them just yet. A- any validity to the rumors that Mike Tomlin might be by uh, moving on to the college football? It would it would decimate the Steelers. Yeah, I really think it would decimate them just because they have had. I think they have one of the longest 
he's probably one of the longest tenured coaches in the league right now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, I know you got Bill who's been doing his thing for a long time. Pete Carroll's been doing his thing for a long time. Mike Tomlin, Andy Reid. But he has been with the Pittsburgh Steelers for a long time. Where's the rumors that he would leave? I'm I'm trying to pull it up. It's uh, he there there. I've definitely heard some different things. I'm trying to remember which uh, school. Oh, the USC job was was uh, was definitely a conversation. Obviously, that's not happening. Uh, but there's oh, just, yeah, there are a couple he said, things. Uh, he said, "Never say never, but next was the the quote that he did in the." Uh, oh, never say never, but yeah, but never hurt. Yeah, uh, yeah okay, so fair enough. Like he he's vehemently against it. I, I don't. I think Mike Tomlin's one of the best coaches in the league. I just thought it was you know worth mentioning. Well, USC's wrapped up too. So if that was yeah. the only job that he was con- going to consider going to, that already has uh, yeah, that's a coach gone. in place. So, uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully, he stays for Pittsburgh Steelers' sake. Absolutely, yeah, great, great coach. They have just a, a storied legacy. Uh, we'll we'll move on. Uh, the first team we are closing the book on. I. Would argue, I think this is mathematically over. Uh, yeah. Three-win team here in the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, listen, they lose Russell Wilson for a good portion of the season, uh, and it, yeah, it didn't work out. Uh, obviously, they lost a lot of games without him. But Russell Wilson comes back, and I think they're on a three-game losing streak with him in the four. roster. Four-game now. It is um, the first time in Russell's career they've lost four in a row with him at the helm, and it's the first time that Seattle has eight losses since drafting Russell. Wow, it's and, and it's it's it is bad. And look, I, I am one hundred percent of the belief uh, of the mindset that this is not all Russell's fault. I mean, I, I watched the game last night. It was actually a pretty good game, despite like the score not looking as awesome. But they're, they're down eight points in the fourth quarter. You know, nine minutes left, left. This is their second to last drive before before the end of the game. And, and they run the ball on first down. It's like, it's just the, whatever the mindset is in, in Seattle, I do think it, it starts from the top. Now, it's also, they don't have a lot of talent around him. Russell Wilson can't do it all. And, and yeah, he's he has played worse this year than we've really ever seen him play on the back of an injury that definitely hasn't helped. I think that's a big portion of it. Not playing like a top five quarterback this year, but I mean, I I don't blame him. This team is in shambles right now. I don't blame him. I blame the scheme that's going on around him, though, because we're talking about a Seattle Seahawks team that has a lot of good offensive weapons. Yes, I guess the the bones behind this team, Mm. which when I say bones, you're talking about the big boys up front and the offensive line and that defensive line, really the the way that you build the team interior out. You know, the Seahawks have a lot of flashies. They have a DK. They have Tyler Lockett. They have a Russell Wilson. A lot of good firepower to make noise. DK didn't have a target going into the fourth quarter. No, he didn't. I don't know if he... I, I think he, he got he one got his, or two. He got his first catch with 62 seconds left on the clock. Yeah, I about to say, I, I couldn't yeah. remember exactly when. I know he got one, but that's just bad coaching. Yeah. that That is terrible coaching. You know, Washington in their secondary has a lot of injuries going on in itself. And to not exploit the fact that you have a web, a physical specimen that is DK Metcalf... Who can do it against almost anybody out there? Yeah. Maybe not a Jalen Ramsey, just because he has his number. Everybody else, it's a matchup. And just to not even do that, it's bad coaching. And we've kind of hinted at this Pete Carroll thing for a minute now. And I, I'm I'm starting to see the wheels turning. And a lot of people, a lot of people's We're heads aren't even thinking about the Pete Carroll stuff yeah. now, too. Yes, something big is gonna happen with this uh, Seattle Seahawks offseason because they don't even have a first round pick. No, they don't. They're still paying the price on Jamal Adams, and keep in mind. His impact is not what it should be for this defense. Minimal. No, very minimal. He's a, he's a great player. He's a great, a great safety in the league. But at the end of the day, he, he's he's not you know changing the dynamic of the defense. He's not winning games for that defense. Uh, so so yeah, I, I would say that was a bad trade on their part. Lineman with more interceptions than he has on the year. He <laughs> wow. just doesn't. He doesn't get interceptions. He's the yeah. he's the run stuff. You know, prototype Absolutely. hard hitter. But 
you do not pay two first round picks for that. Yeah, two first. I think he think they paid more than two first. But yeah, it's it, that's not looking like a good trade. Obviously, the Jets are sitting there with two two top five picks right now. I mean, that's ridiculous. They're sitting pretty. Let's let's take another step forward. Look, you you hinted at the the issue with the coach. Listen, it, last year there was a lot of talk that Russell Wilson might be gone. He was he was you know having issues with his uh, franchise. We saw it a lot last year. Russell Wilson was kind of the first one, and then we saw the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Obviously, Deshaun I guess did happen a little bit before that but like three you know great quarterbacks were having issues Russell Wilson was definitely in that cat in that category look it's it could be Pete Carroll's time it could be Russell Wilson's time we, that's we're what I'm saying well, I don't know what but confident. something is going to change it's going to be interesting now as far as uh players that they're losing in free agency uh or that are you know at the end of their contract uh Dwayne Brown who he he was holding out at the beginning of the season and they gave him some incentives to play this year I would imagine he's going to be gone I, I would imagine he doesn't want to resign Quandre Diggs their safety uh, he gets some time other than that you know you have Gerald Everett that's not a huge loss uh beyond that Nobody that really, I think, you know, pushes the uh, envelope either way. They're going to have to get a new backup quarterback because Geno Smith didn't work out, and he's on his last year of his contract. Uh, beyond that, uh, nothing major, but not a lot of major hard hitters in this, you know, on this team to begin with. So uh, definitely seems like they have a lot of work to do without another first round pick. Um, feels like they were trying to do what the Rams have done, and it has not worked out the same way. They just weren't the Rams. They, they just didn't have that infrastructure around them, and they were primarily used to Seattle always mm. being a contender and having. No, of course. And, and at the beginning of the year, you know, we went into this season with our rankings and stuff saying there is a world where the Seahawks finished last in this division. I did not see it going in this fashion, though. Mm. I saw this being just a dog-eat-dog division, one of them being... Seven and ten, or an eight and nine, whatever the math works out mm-hmm. on that, and maybe that being the Seattle Seahawks, not this complete train wreck of a team. I knew they didn't have a defense, but I gave Russ a lot of credit for that, and right yeah. now it's just not panning out. Yeah, absolutely, and like, like you said, injury definitely hurt that. Uh, going into the draft, obviously without that first-round pick we mentioned, they are going to need offensive line. We've been saying it for years. Offensive line has been the biggest need. Tackle, center, guard, wherever you want to go with it. Actually, their guards really aren't that bad. Their interior isn't as bad as their well, no, Dwayne Brown's in line. They need offensive line, period. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah they, they need, need offensive line, and then they uh, somehow corner. have to find a way to get the, those cornerbacks yeah. going. Yeah, corner is definitely an issue as well. Um, look, we're not going to go into the weeds on who they should target especially, you know, second, third round. We might mention it on teams that have an early first-round pick as we go through this uh, this segment of this uh, episode. We haven't done enough work on the draft yet to yeah, really with confidently Seattle, speak on it. let's just wait and see. Uh, yeah. Based off of this year's draft, there was a lot of very, very good offensive line talent that fell mm-hmm. uh, to the second round. So, I mean, if Seahawks are able to capitalize on that. I mean, look at uh, Creed Humphrey. Yeah, killing the, it. One of, one of the best picks in the draft, no mm-hmm. joke. I mean, he was one of those guys who fell. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anywhere else we need to go with uh, the the uh, Seahawks? I'm not seeing anything big. You know, it's going to be interesting. This is a team in flux. Close them up. Um, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to win that. I cannot help but think, though, that if Russ had a problem last year going off of three wins, he, there has to be an issue there, yeah. right? He has to know his value, his age, whatever the case may be, and a lot of other teams out there who would pay. And looking at it from the Seattle Seahawks side, you do not have a lot of picks right now. Mm-hmm. There is a world where both of these guys might be able to ship them off and Seattle get a very, very good return. 
for maybe starting their whole process over again. I don't think Seattle should do that by any means. Don't get me wrong. You should appease Russell Wilson in the best case that you can. You have three wins, though. you got to start looking at something. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, let's move on to uh, the next team we're going to close the book on. This team is not mathematically out of it, but I, I would argue it's, it's pretty much over for the Chicago Bears. Uh, Bears Matt Nagy would, too. Yeah, <laughs> Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy is vehemently arguing against that statement, but uh, we're, we're pretty sure we're going to be on the right the history on this one Chicago Bears take it away just with the overview of the Chicago Bears oh my gosh I mean a year that has just been filled with some impressive grind out wins it's been Mm -hmm. ugly at times Um, Justin Fields getting to come in and seeing the excitement but at the end of the day this is just a team that when I watch I am always and I mean always offensively wanting more Mm -hmm. it's just like why are they not doing this why are they not even trying that you know Matt Nagy as big of a genius that you are it, it's it's just sad to see it, it, genius, yeah, yeah, and all because it's not true. Um, he's going to be out of a job before we know it. I guess they're going to finish out the year, is what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, no, the, we're closing the book. I'm saying the chance that they do somehow make the playoffs. Like I said, we're closing the book because we know that shit ain't happening. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure Matt Nagy's when he goes to sleep at night, that's what he's thinking in his head. Yeah. Either way, I think there's no way. What's done is done. This team has a good defense. And they're about to, but the problem is they're losing one of their best weapons in an Allen Robinson. Unless they're able to sign him, they're not going to sign him. It's not pretty right now. Yeah, so uh, Bears are are four and seven right now. Mathematically, not completely out of it. We're going to talk about three more teams after this that are all five win teams. So, you know, say what you want about this. Keep in mind, all of them are still technically in it. But, yeah, it's done for the Bears. It doesn't seem like they're just not able to get anything going offensively. When when they do have some weapons, you you mentioned Allen Robinson being a good piece of that. They they were able to draft a Mooney, uh, I think it was last year, who's been coming onto the scene. Uh, You know, their, their running back is really good at the end of the day. For whatever reason, it's not clicking the way it should. And I do uh, point to Matt Nagy, who was supposed to be this offensive genius. We've hit on that plenty. So so we'll exactly. move forward. Uh, you mentioned Allen Robinson. He was uh, signed to he, – he did have his uh, – uh, he was tagged this past year, franchise tagged this past year, got $17 million to, to play this year. Not, not a bad deal by any oh, means. Oh, I'm sure he'll do that. Probably not going to come back next year. I, I would be very surprised if they franchise a wide receiver again. I, I understood the move this year, especially, you know, looking back. Hey, they drafted a rookie quarterback. You want to have that star wide receiver on the outside that can help him out. Uh, at the end of the day, it's looking like he's going to be gone. Uh, Akeem Hicks is going to be on his uh, last year. He's 32 years old at defensive end position, uh, getting $12 million this year. Probably not coming back for that price tag, I would imagine. But he's still a good player. So he really is. He'll, he'll, be, he'll find a job. I, I don't know if it will be with the Bears or not. Uh, usually teams like this that are rebuilding, they probably move away from these older, higher, you know, you know, he's probably going to demand six, seven million on the open market, and I, I doubt they spend that much on him. Uh, beyond that, no other big names. Andy Dalton and Nick Folds are going to be at the end of their contract. We'll see what happens there with the backup quarter position. Um, look, this is the second, you know, we'll say, you know, franchise or, or second round of, of uh, quarterback coach combination for the Bears where they hire a coach and they, they, they hire a coach that is a lame duck coach at the end of the day that gets to draft the for the future to of the franchise, the quarterback, and then they move on from the coach uh, the next year. Look, I, I know we're jumping the gun a little bit saying that Matt Nagy's gone, but it was Fox last time. He, he gets to draft Trubisky, trade up one pick in the same draft that Mahomes gets drafted to draft Mitchell Trubisky, and then gets fired the next year, and then Nagy comes in, was supposed to save Trubisky, and then you have to deal with that, right? Now Nagy had a, you know, he had 
had three or four years of the job when he was trying to figure out the quarterback position the whole time. Didn't really get to grow with Trubisky the way maybe he thought he could. Obviously took that job thinking Trubisky could be the dude. So, you know, don't want to completely blame it all on him. But at the end of the day, it happens again with Justin Fields. And you hope it's not the same result. Uh, Justin Fields, look, he's he's shown sparks. There's been moments. There was the touchdown run, 22-yard touchdown run, where he runs all over the field to get in the end zone. Uh, you know, good moments has not been consistent. I don't know where to blame it all on him, all on the coach. I think there's probably a good bit of blame for both sides. At the end of the day, it'll be interesting to see this is another team without their first-round pick because of Justin Fields. A coach is going to have to come in here and decide, you know, be able to mold a Justin Fields, and it just sucks that whoever that coach is didn't truly get the opportunity to pick their quarterback. Yeah, exactly. But with Justin Fields being so young and so, you know, I mean, it's not even a question whether you move on from him or not. You're going to stick with him. Deal, deal with the best hand that you can that you got. It's just unfortunate for Fields when it comes to the outlook of his career. It's unfortunate for Chicago fans because it feels like we're only, what is it now, four years removed from the double doink? Yeah. I mean, wow. that was, that was a very, <laughs> yeah, three or four, very impressive season with the uh, the defense. I mean, it was just looking so, so good, and you still have that good defense, mm-hmm. but you start losing pieces like an Akeem Hicks, and then next thing you know, you start Khalil Mack's not getting any younger. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And right now I've heard that he's very, very disgruntled with the Bears organization, and there's a chance that wasted he may hold prime. out in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, wasted his prime. Yeah. It's not looking good from top to bottom, and I don't know the next guy that's going to have to step in. I will guarantee you this Matt Nagy's ass is Gone in the offseason. Got to be, right? Yeah. No way that he will be the head coach of the Chicago Bears next season. Moving forward, uh, biggest need, we're, we're looking at offensive guard, cornerback probably. Uh, there are some huge needs there. Wide receiver is going to be a need if Allen Robinson's go. Uh, really, honestly, even if he's still there, you have Mooney, you have Allen Robinson. Not a whole lot behind them that I can think of off the top of my head that, like, you know, I could I could certainly see them upgrading that position even if they are able to keep an Allen Robinson. Obviously, you take Robinson away, and if Mooney, like, it's a very, very bad wide receiver yeah. if that's the case. And really, look, you look at that defense as a whole, you know, listen, they, they've been a really good defense for a lot of years, really kind of holding up an offense that has been less than spectacular. The defense won them a lot of games over the past two or three years. But I could sit here and say, hey, nose tackle, D-line, edge, safety, all of these positions are positions that are aging and probably on the tail end of where they were two, three years ago. Yeah, elite falls off quick. Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and write home about all, a lot of the names on their defense, but there was a lot of good players there. Eddie Jackson, you know, probably leads the pack. And you got the Florida State uh, DN or Roquan. D-tackle. Roquan has been Roquan's been awesome. Yeah. Yes, I do like some of the picks that Matt Dad They have some made. good pieces. They yeah. have done. They have made some good picks overall, but it's just excellent. And nose on the field, it is not translating to what it is. Yeah. So, uh, anywhere else you want to go with this Bears? Uh, we discussed the free agency. We discussed uh, some of their biggest needs. They don't have a uh, first round pick again. Uh, so, they're going to be in a position where they're going to have to find help in the draft. Uh, looking like the 2022, I, I don't know what their potential uh, their, their potential thing is. I don't have that up at the top of my head. Uh, but e- either way, anywhere else you want to go with that? No, just that I feel bad for Justin Fields. I, I just don't think he's going to get the, Yeah, he's not getting the good shake yeah it, it is unfortunate hey that's how it goes man you get to pick your spot in college you, you don't get to pick it in the nfl it is. And, there's a lot of other yeah. quarterbacks out there in years past who have had just a lot of different bounce arounds and it didn't pan out for those same reasons it, it feels it feels so you know it, it's antiquated a little bit to say but like you know right now mac jones is having the best of the rookie quarterbacks mm-hmm. uh, career to start not saying he'll be the best over a long term but he has had the fastest right start now, yeah 
you know, what if, what if those were what if those reversed? What if Mac Jones was in uh, Chicago and Justin Fields was in New York, New England? I, I can guarantee you, Mac Jones would not be considered the best quarter, rookie quarterback yes. at this point. Everyone would be saying, "Oh, we told you, we knew he wasn't going to be any good." Even though you know most of the fan, you know what most of the fans were probably wrong overall is about how good Mac Jones was going to be, and then now Justin Fields would probably be doing a lot better in New England. Uh, it, it's just one of those things where it, I think location Land, does matter. Landing spot is huge, of course. So hopefully he can he can uh, recuperate. We've seen a lot of good quarterback, you know, great quarterbacks definitely, you know, persevere through, you know, bad situations. I, yeah. I certainly believe in that. Uh, let's move on. Listen, the rest of the segment, we should really just call it by the division that it is. Yeah. NFC South, all we're right? Closing the book. On and we're not, we're not closing the book on the Bucks, yeah. but the rest of that NFC South, hey, we're, we're closing it. Where do you want to start with? Go Falcons. Falcons. All right, we'll start Falcons. I'll start with the one that I think is most definitive. Close the book on for sure. I, I, I absolutely agree. At the end of the day, hey, they just got a win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good job, but that's that's not that's not the milestone we're looking for from the Falcons. Hey, five win team, gotten some uh, some interesting wins. They have some pieces in place. Got a new coach last year coming from Tennessee. There, there's a lot of optimism optimism over like the next couple of years. A little bit more than I think over the Seahawks and Bears. That feels like they're on the tail end of their coach's uh, you know career, and the Falcons are on the you know the beginning yeah, part. The and there's still hope. Have to be on the come up. Absolutely. I'll, at the end of the day, you know, I'll let you take the overview, but I do want to mention real quick, Matt Ryan is going to be the highest paid player over the next two years. Uh, when when the Falcons went on that run, when they had the 28-3 season, they did everything they could to try and hold it together to push for another ring. And, you know, Roosters are coming home to Coop a little bit as far as, yeah. you know, what, what happens next. They backloaded that Matt Ryan contract so much to be able to afford all the other pieces. Now they're having to pay for it. They're not going to be in a good position uh, free agency-wise. We'll see what happens in the draft. I'll let you take it over for where the Falcons have been right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. They kicked that can so far down the road, and someone has to pay the toll now. And it's it's happening so it's hard to say that they have a lot going for them in the next two years with a contract like that. I think he's getting what forty four, forty five million dollars. I can look it up. 46, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it is insane. It's astronomical, and you have to you have to handle that load for two years right now while you're still in this rebuilding process. And Matt Ryan still being a, a service. A, Ahead of serviceable, I would say he's a good quarterback still. Absolutely. You know, there's certain areas where it's like if we're a team that's this bad, we would like to maybe ship him off and see if there's something they could do. I don't know how how that shakes up with a no trade clause, perhaps, or anything like that. If I'm the Atlanta Falcons, though, I would have to look at it and be like, I'm trying to move Matt Ryan. But the catch is, who's going to take on that contract? Um, there, th- this is interesting, and, and I didn't realize this. There is a potential out in 2022 coming up uh, where they would have a $40 million dead cap hit, but they could technically get out of that contract. You save one year. Because you're, yeah. Yeah, essentially, yeah. So so that would be this. But if, if they don't, if they decide to keep him for 2022-23, uh, he has a $48 million cap in 2022 and a $43 million cap in 2023. Mahomes doesn't have that much. No, it's it's insane. <laughs> and we're talking about 37, 38-year-old, what the future would be a Matt Ryan. Yeah. And this is a team that's, they're, they're, you know, they don't need a Matt Ryan right now. I'm sorry to say that, but as good as this team could be, yes, Matt Ryan could help them, but I think it's time to wash your hands of it, hit the floor, and see if you can just get some good young players and picks and see see the future. Yeah, I didn't realize that potential out uh, after four years. Well, it's hard to That's call it an out with a $40 million in dead cap. There's teams who don't even hit half that in dead money. Yeah, but if you hit... But that's one year. That's Yeah, that's one year versus paying $80 million, $90 million over the next two for a quarterback who can't get out of the way when there's pressure. 
and, and look, I'm not discrediting him. Neither can Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback we've ever seen and still is. Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. But at the end of the day, he doesn't have the infrastructure around him to be as elite as he could be. I, I think that's fair to say. Anybody would agree with that. Do you want to pay him no. $90 million? I don't. No, you, you, don't pay, <laughs> you don't pay a quarterback that much to have a pick like they're going to have. Yeah, you with don't. four wins and, or five wins, and it's not looking uh, super hot right now. That's interesting. That, that honestly, because I, I didn't realize, I knew, I knew the stat on, the, uh, on him being the highest paid quarterback of the next two years. I did not realize he had that out. So that kind of changes my whole dynamic of what they could do in free agency, what they could do. Well, free agency is going to be tough either way, especially if you take that yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, they're, but, they're $40 million, yeah. But, I mean, that changes if they like a quarterback enough and if they're in a spot they they might make that move that that's super super interesting uh i'll let you take a take another crack at just like where they've been this year and while i'm uh, pulling up a couple other things that we want to talk i about. mean well they're, they're sitting at five wins but those wins haven't been impressive you know i mm-hmm. think a lot of times where they have been able to win they have just barely tooth and nail gotten by and some of these other teams just really haven't done it i mean they just beat the jacksonville jaguars you know we're not going to write home about that it just so happens that they have the same record as my minnesota vikings and i just can't help but feel like we're just on different planets of uh i guess team outlook and future and talent (laughs) and whatnot i hope man i hope because i just do not like the falcons overall this defense is struggling aj terrell's a hit He's one of PFF's highest-rated corners overall. He has been playing lights out. Amazing. But you have some aging stars. You have some guys who just never really hit like they were supposed to. Their potential just wasn't reached. And, you know, one of your best offensive weapons is Cordero Patterson. That's just because you're finding ways to get him the ball. Yes, I applaud you, Arthur Smith, for doing that. But that's not going to really change my mind that much overall in team success. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, you know, Kyle Pitts does seem like the future as far as the playmaker that they have. I mean, he's going to be a star. Got to get rid of him back for whatever's off the field. Absolutely, absolutely. You 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 have some pieces. Calvin Ridley, like you said, Uh, Cordell Patterson. He he is one of the free agents this year. Got to imagine he's going to get re-signed and probably make a little bit more than three million he's making this year. Um, Dante Fowler, really the only other big name that's gone after this year, and I believe I mean that was what a two-year contract he wasn't it wasn't a long contract got paid a good bit of money but at the end of the day not the biggest loss because he's underperformed a little bit yeah they don't have a lot of big names that are going to be gone i mean you you have guys like you know isaiah oliver which is a you know a a cornerback you know hayden hurst uh, tight end who they traded for uh aj mccarron but nobody like major that you're losing that that's good news for the falcons if you're a falcons fan you look at you know some of the needs that they're going to have in free agency and, and I mean, you could just say the team. Like you're kind of like it feels like you know you're you're kind of in like Jets territory a little bit last year when it was like okay you know well minus Matt Ryan and the quarterback but you could use offensive line you could use defensive line seems like you'd use another corner you could use uh, linebacker if you wanted you could go wide receiver especially if this Calvin Ridley thing works out yeah, the worst really way it could blew, yeah. You could definitely use running back. You could, you know, like, you could go a lot of different ways. It's everything this. except for tight end. No Essentially, joke. yeah. Yeah, and that's just because you got Kyle Pitts, you know. Um, I w- if I'm the Falcons, I would wash my hands of Matt Ryan. I would take the next year for what it is. I would try to load up on some good talent and see if I can really hit on these picks. Get the offensive line prepared. I cannot stress it enough how important it is to have your offensive line in check. And I'm not saying you have to just go have a top 10 at each position, but you have to have names who have chemistry with each other or at least pieces that you can sub in and out to keep the whole thing intact before you go get a quarterback who just is not of superstar X-factor status. Because like a Justin Fields, perhaps, I know we just closed the book, but the only reason I'm mentioning it in saying that I think a a lot of these quarterbacks nowadays need some stuff around them. If you're going to send them into that just hellfire and flames with no offensive line around them, 
what are you asking? I mean, seriously, what what are your true expectations of that guy at that point? Steelers give you a call, say, hey, if you take on the majority of that Matt Ryan contract, we'll trade you a first, or well, no, we'll trade you two firsts for Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts right now. Would you take it? Yeah, I mean, the Kyle Pitts is the hard one for sure. Kyle that's, Pitts that's, is the hard, that's one, a hard one to swallow. But, Steelers, but you're looking at Kyle Pitts. You got five years with Kyle Pitts. If you're in a true rebuild, you're you're almost wasting your prime. I, I understand that. That's a tough pill to swallow. But I was just thinking, like Steelers probably could use a quarterback wouldn't I mean especially with the quarterbacks that might be on the market Matt Ryan would be in the bottom tier of that when you could think Deshaun Watson could be on the mood Aaron Rodgers yeah. could be on the move Russell Wilson probably not going to be on the move but could be you know wouldn't think Matt Ryan in those in the same breath as those as those guys but you know I, if I'm the Steelers and you could get a, a Matt Ryan for cheap over the next two or three years with the infrastructure that they have, with the weapons that they have, and you could add a Kyle Pitts to that, or maybe it's not Kyle Pitts, just you know, name a name another you know young good player on their team, yeah. whatever it is. That would be a move that I would consider for the Steelers. Is that a move? You're 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 speaking rebuild, so I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think scenario? in the offseason, phones would be ringing at yeah. least asking about a Matt Ryan. You know, it doesn't have the same impact as like a Matt Stafford to the Rams, of course, no, just because of no. age. It doesn't. But Matt Ryan, you know, still has some football left to be played. And if there's weapons around him, I think he could do a good job. Absolutely, yeah. I think in the right system, I mean, I would have no issue thinking that he could, like, I mean, it should. If he was the quarterback for the Bucks, I think the Bucks would, you know, probably not have eight wins, but they'd have, you know, six or seven. They'd yeah, still be good. He's a good quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, any Anywhere else you want to go with the Falcons? I, I think I'm good. Very, very interesting. Uh, something to keep an eye on. I know we're closing the book, but if uh, any other news comes out about the Falcons, we'll yeah, certainly they, they be talking lot, about it, especially that quarterback. Marks, yeah. yeah, very, very interesting there. We'll move on. Uh, let's go. Let's go Panthers next. Um, man, is this a take I missed on? Uh, and it was looking good to start. I, I love my uh, my my Panthers. I, I thought they were going to be a great team this year. I, I thought you know I, I thought it was going to be great. I thought it was going to be a, a good combination with Darnold coming from the Jets. I thought you know this defense was going to put it all together. Defense is the star of the show. To be honest with you, the offense is struggling. And first month, first five weeks, it was looking real good. A little bit of a fall apart now. Feels like it's over after losing you know thirty three to ten to the Dolphins. Um, look, I you know I don't think they got completely boat raced. Like it's not like the Dolphins outplayed them on both sides of the ball. There were some good turnovers that the Dolphins were able to to turn around. They had a block punt that turned into a touchdown. So like the it seemed like after the first half the the Panthers were climbing up a giant hill and it was kind of out of nowhere. So I don't want to sit here and say they completely you know I don't want to sit here and say they're they're not even on the same level as the Dolphins. I think they very much are. You know, play that game again, it could go very different. But at the end of the day, I, I do think it's over for the for the Panthers. What is the move moving forward? Where Where is the thought process now with the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, I mean, you got to figure out what you want to do with this offense. You know, you have this offensive identity now where we went into this Cam Newton feel-good hope story, and he's still going to be the starter going forward and whatnot, this is what Matt Rule has said. But I don't think that matters. I think if you're sitting here questioning whether Cam Newton or Sam Darnold's your starter in 2022, <laughs> I think you didn't do your due diligence in the offseason and looking at some of these other moves, looking at the possibility of getting a quarterback. Quarterback is the number one top issue that this team needs right after that would be offensive line, and they got to move on from that. And I'm hearing some small swirls of rumors because Christian McCaffrey's done for the year that it might be time to move on from that, too. They just paid him an astronomical amount of money. But how unfortunate is it, because we know the ability that is there, he cannot finish a season. Two years in a row. Cannot finish a season, no matter what. And it's not even like we're seeing the same lingering injury. It's just there's injury-prone guys that are out there, and it kind of happens. You know, There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's unfortunate. It sucks. 
But I'm saying if you were to get a phone call and so-and-so really wants Christian McCaffrey, I don't know that you do it, but I, I think you listen at least. The main thing, though, you got to figure out what you want to do with quarterback. I would attack it because I really love this defense. Mm-hmm. I, even with closing the book on them, I still think the Panthers have a damn good defense that can keep you in a lot of games. Their defense, their special teams were doing really, really good. It was just their offense was so much worse this year. They were so simplistic that teams were able to catch on so fast, even with some of the other weapons that are around you. Got to get a quarterback. Got to get the offensive line. Yeah, and like, listen, you mentioned the uh, the McCaffrey thing. I just pulled up his his contract. Twenty twenty two should be getting fourteen million. They have the out in twenty twenty three. So I, I would think if you don't get the right offer, you probably keep him and see what happens in twenty twenty two. Because it's not like you're stuck with him till twenty twenty five. Yeah, I'm not saying they're just handcuffed, crippled to McCaffrey right now. They have a fairly good books balance because they have a lot of young guys on defense and yeah. some young guys on offense. The they have money to spend. They have assets to move. There's ways that. They could really, out of all the teams that we have closed the book on today, bar none, the Panthers, and I guess we'll mention the Saints soon, are by far set up the best. The Panthers is based off of the way that they're they're moving forward. Yes, the way that their money is set up and team. I give the Saints a lot of uh, credit just from their coach and you know overall organization. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. You, you mentioned quarterback is their biggest need. Quarterback offensive line, that's what you hit hard in the draft. It wouldn't surprise me a bit. Hey, two years ago they went all defense. Wouldn't surprise me a bit if they they just go all offense this year. They, and they have Still needs. think they may have a move Corner, for Deshaun. Yeah, cornerback is, is going to be a new, Yeah, Deshaun Watson, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, they have Stephon Gilmore on the contract right now that he, he'll probably be done after this year, getting paid $13 million after that trade, which I don't think was a bad move. I think they were really a cornerback away from being a top tier defense and I think they would be getting more credit as a top tier defense if the offense was doing their job like it was early in the season. You lose a Christian McCaffrey and the entire offense falls apart. Yeah, that's that's strange. I, I think Chubba Hubbard, uh, your backup running back that you drafted kind of high for I mean at least to where I had him graded out. Um not working out to where you would like it to. Uh, granted, I understand you can't expect him to go in and take on the same production that a Christian McCaffrey he was had taking opportunity, on. Opportunity though, but it, it felt it felt like he had opportunity. To let it down a little bit. He was he was less than impressive. Uh, I'll put it that way. Uh, moving forward, as far as like players that are losing, Hassan Reddick, I, I would imagine gets signed to a long term contract. He he had a one year deal, prove a deal kind He's of, and and I do think he'll get paid. He's been playing pretty well. Um, I you know obviously they're losing their center who who's a good people player. Um, you know. Other other guys that you know getting good good amount of money, Dante but Jackson. nothing crazy. I would pay Dante Jackson. Dante Jackson's a good player league. as well. Uh, but at the end of the day, hey, we're looking at a uh, we're looking at a team that it feels like they are on the upswing. I know it's a bad year. I know you know they're you know we're talking about them after a catastrophic catastrophic loss to the Dolphins that pretty much sealed the sealed their fate in this uh, in this playoff race. I mean, at five wins in the NFC, it, it is over. It really is. I, I just don't see them getting past the 49ers. I don't see them getting pass you know one of these nfc east team that has a much easier schedule down the road uh at the end of the day that's why we're closing the book but man figure it out at quarterback you mentioned deshaun watson a minute ago that's where we have to go next if they can get deshaun or uh aaron Rodgers, it's over right like they're they're a, a i realistically think yes with with the especially looking at the divisional outlook you know we still have tom Tampa Tom, however long he's going to be there, (laughs) they're going to be doing that little thing. But the overall future, I mean, let's talk two- to three-year future of this division. If they're able to secure a quarterback like a Deshaun primarily, Aaron Rodgers, of course, you'd get to run it for a little bit, Mm -hmm. but Deshaun, Russell, anything like that, they could really take this thing and just go and not look back. And then once the circus that's going on in Tampa is over, 
it's it's theirs. Yeah. This defense is that good. Yeah, you lost J.C. Horn, you know, to a season-ending injury. Hopefully he comes in. He was playing good ball before that. Hopefully he picks right, uh, right back up where he lost, left off. This defensive line is monstrous. They're just, they're good. It's a good team, and it sucks to close the book on them. Are we are, are we completely done with the uh, Sam Darnold experiment? Is it over? Yes, it's over. Yes. Really? Okay, so I, I, I'm done I, with it. I, I'm done. I am You're officially done? done, done. And this is coming from it's a guy who really has rooted for Sam Darnold and seen the flash at times. We saw it was so good the first four weeks. He had opportunity though, and it just he uh, was so good. It fell apart. It, it absolutely fell apart. Look, I'm playing devil's advocate. I feel like it fell apart in his own hands though. It, it, it did a little bit. I, I do think. I, I do think a part of the problem was the the offense as a, as a whole didn't you know evolve as much as it probably should have, and I think that was just a mistake on the offense as a whole. Christian McCaffrey getting hurt obviously hurt as well, but man. McCaffrey is a catalyst in that offense. It really oh, is because yeah. it was Sam Darnold's sense of security whenever he was scanning the field. It was like, okay, well, we can just rely on McCaffrey, yeah. or we can, you know, we can give a toss to McCaffrey and he can make X happen or this happen. Or you know, Chubba wasn't that. Chubba wasn't supposed to be that though. Um, it just depends. I definitely expect Carolina to replace Chubba with a new running back in mm-hmm. this year's draft and still keep McCaffrey going forward. I still like their weapons though. Uh, fair enough. And Sam Darnold, we'll see what happens with him. Are I, you going to be as high on him next year? As the Panthers, I think it depends. I think we'll we'll see what happens. What if I, I they could rock see with Sam being. Darnold and Cam? No, yeah. Well, I think that's a near impossibility. That's a near impossibility. I think that's the favorite. No, see, I really think that that's the favorite because at, we can't just sit here talk about home run hitters and Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. At, at the end of the day, they could have that Cincinnati quarterback. What Ritter? I yeah, think Desmond Ritter's they could, really good. They could have Howell. A good one. Pick it, whichever quarterback it is. I haven't really dove into the the rookie quarterbacks coming into next season. Whatever it is, they're gonna draft one of those guys and keep Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold will probably be the presumed starter. But then we'll still be looking and say, okay, hey, if this rookie pans out, like maybe maybe he looks like a Mac Jones, like it looks this year, like you know one of those kind of stories that could happen I, i'm not saying it will happen obviously way too soon to, to talk about draft and and quarterbacks that could go there but if they aren't able to get one of the stars in free agency that could be on the move they're gonna draft somebody if it's not in the first it'll be in the second and it won't be as big of a name so no, or as big no of a party way that they don't bring a quarterback there's on, there's no way that it is just it is the three quarterbacks on the roster are the same three next year absolutely zero percent it's not going to be pj walker cam newton and 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 uh, darnold there's just no way I could see. I'm telling you, no I think that I agree with you on what they should do. I just, man, I don't know. I think that there's a world where uh, they go into next season. Rocking I will. It. I will give you a one to twenty shot bet right now. A one to twenty. You got to do one shot if 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 yeah. If, I, I, listen, if they bring in let's, anybody, let's let's iron out the parameters and maybe lower <laughs> the bet just a little bit because you talk, you mentioned a PJ Walker. I don't think PJ Walker is going to be on the Panthers either. If they take a quarterback in rounds one, two, or three. Yeah, you win. I, I win, or they bring in any any quarterback that has started in the NFL. Yes, yeah, someone who's supposed to take that job, or yes. that could at least compete for the job. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want Nick Foles to let's move the let's that, move though. the parameters. I'm saying twenty. It's a drunk night. I have to get fucked up. Okay. Essentially, That's like fine. I mean, fair enough. We'll All, right. <laughs> All right, we're good. Um, yeah, there's just no way. I, w- I would be absolutely shocked. Uh, anywhere else you want to go with Carolina? Look, hey, this is my team coming this season. I, I if they would have hit, I would have been bragging. So you know, I'm I'm coming to you with humble pie. 
I was wrong, man. I, I thought they were going to be great. I still believe in the roster. I still believe in the direction of this team. But, yeah, we're closing the book this year. Yeah, man, I was heavy sipping on that Cam Newton team. It's time, though. <laughs> it is it. Uh, the Saints are the last team we are going to talk about on this pod, and then we will close it out. Um, man, it, kind of similar conversation as far as, like, where we're at. I love the organization. I, I do think they're, like, they're, you know, always going to be on the upswing in my head, I guess, you know, as a 20-year franchise, yeah, they're probably on the downswing right now, but, like, they're they're a quarterback away. They're, you know, having a couple offensive weapons away. We're talking about a team over the past couple weeks that has been working without, you know, their number one wide receiver, Michael Thomas, who's been pretty much done for the year. He is done for the year, yeah. but, like, there was expectation that he might come back at some point. Uh, that's not happening. Uh, Alvin Kamara feels like he's injured but sitting the rest of the season feels like that's what Definitely. that's what's happening he's probably nursing some kind of injury but sees the writing on the wall with what this team is this year and says nah I, I don't need to bang up my body for Trevor Simeon or whoever else is going to start a quarterback here it feels like this is a lame duck season that's why we're closing the book on him even though they are at five wins even though Sean Payton is an absolute genius in my mind and even though I do think they will be one of those pain in the ass teams that like they will beat somebody who goes to the playoffs at some point in the rest of the season I don't even know who it'll be probably the Bucks just knowing that the history there. Yeah. But I do think they, they will be a team that somebody gets caught up on at some point down the stretch. But at, at the end of the day, it's over. It's unfortunate, too, because Jameis was playing well. Yeah. And with Jameis at the helm and Sean Payton, as good of a coach as he is, you know, all the weapons around him, too. This is a very good defense. Yeah. Very good. They're a very good team. We're closing the book based on how the injuries have affected this team, though. And in saying that, yes, I mean, Sean Payton, as good of a coach as you are, you're having to rock a Taysom Hill who has the new quarterback hybrid contract mm-hmm. and a Trevor Simeon with Kamara who is baby nursing that injury just so mm-hmm. he gets to sit. No Mike Thomas. You know, I think you're going to target some other wide receivers in the draft. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the team. I think they have one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. It's gotten banged up a lot, though. They lost Andrews Pete a few times this year. Teron Armstead's been kind of hurt here and there, and I think they may have to pay him in the upcoming year if they even do that. So so let's actually start there, because that will be a little bit more interesting. Offensive line, last year they were one of only a handful of teams that brought back every single offensive lineman. That's huge, right? The, the offensive line is the crux of any offense, I feel like. Teron Armstead, as you said, he is a free agent coming into the season. Um, probably going to get paid pretty good, 30 years should. old. Should still be good for another contract, especially a left tackle. Not like, you know, not like he's running down the field for a living. Um, that'll be interesting to see how it works out. Uh, the offensive line is going to be in flux a little bit. They're going to need help at tackle probably in in, uh, in the draft or free agency, wherever it is, or they'll have to pay him. They had a really, really bad cap situation last year. This is going to be a little bit like, you know, the Patriots last year. They, they had a bad set cap situation the year after Brady left. And they were good. They spent a lot of money last year in free agency. I think there's going to be a similar conversation here with the uh, Saints, although they're playing a lot more guys than just like one quarterback or anything like that. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys on the books than just Drew Brees. So maybe it won't be quite to the same level. But w- I think we'll see a situation where, yeah, they'll probably get Jameis Winston come back for cheap. He, he was getting paid five and a half million this year. I imagine after the injury, he's not going to be able to get much more on the open market. They'll probably bring him back. Even if they do bring another quarterback back to compete with him, I think they'll probably bring him back um unfortunate you know, for Jameis he was he was uh on the right track to get paid yeah oh absolutely he it seemed like he was playing well let me ask you this why do we have such a a, a different view of Jameis versus a Sam Darnold I you know I, I'm not I do think one is clearly better and one played a little bit better I don't think it was so like 
obvious and like this far apart between who was better and who was worse. I, th- I do think it was kind of close. I'll give you that. I don't think it's that that far apart. I would say <laughs> the the disparity there is the potential and yeah. the organization with, with like keeping Sean Payton around Jameis. Mm-hmm. And some of the weapons that are with it. Because, I mean, yeah, they're similar. DJ Moore, I'm not going to sit here and say DJ Moore is Michael Thomas for sure. But Jameis played without Michael Thomas's go-around mm-hmm. and played very well. So it's close, but I'm just saying overall potential. Sam Donald right now, he just strikes me as an above-average journeyman quarterback. And it hurts to say because coming out of USC, he was graded very, very high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I, I get that. I, and I do agree. Um, I th- I, I, how about this? If Sam Donald was over at New Orleans, I think I'm saying the same thing. Yeah, like that's. I don't so, know. I I, mm, I don't know. Jam, I do. I don't think Jameis would have succeeded as well at Carolina. Or it would have done just. You know, Jameis is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. Let me clarify. Let me. But I think that Sam Darnold would succeed in New Orleans. I'll go so far as to say that if Sam if Sam Darnold is done in in Carolina, if they cut the cord there and they cut Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold gets signed to a very reasonable contract, and they bring Jameis back to New Orleans, and it's Jameis or Sam Darnold to start. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me a bit if if I would be watching that quarterback battle all the way through and thinking I don't know who's going to win. It wouldn't surprise me a bit, and I think I think both of them can succeed. Sam Darnold might even fit the like I don't I don't know. Jameis is just so well known for being I think that just because we've seen him so much, you would think that the yeah I, I could see a Sam Darnold just being the smart you know good in the pocket. Sam Darnold has great feet in the pocket. I think even better than Jameis, and, and you know probably can play that like smart you know NFL style quarterback where it's hey you're going to be safe with the ball. You're not going to throw picks if you don't throw any interceptions. Our defense and our weapons is good enough to win the game just that way. Yeah. I agree. I don't know. I, like maybe that's a bold statement. I, I don't know. Let us know in the comments if, if you if what you think on that. That's I'm not confident in that take. I just I do question it a little bit. Um, moving on to draft needs, where where they're at with this uh, wide receivers, a huge needs, man. I mean yes, they they have hurting. Michael Thomas. Michael Tom. We don't know what he's going to look like coming back. It's two years. It's two years without Michael look at Thomas. What, uh, two years did to Lev. Yeah. Absolutely. And granted, those are different positions. And and uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, I don't know. I don't know. Michael Thomas is certainly like if I made a list of top ten wide receiver, I'm not putting Michael Thomas in. It's been too long. I haven't seen it in, like yet. Man, there was also a growing, growing crowd out there that when Michael Thomas was playing, yeah, product of the system was a very oh, big absolutely. And, I, and I'm he has I, the name Slant Boy for a reason. Yeah, I, he's I, more I than that. Towards that. I, I, I lean towards it a little bit. I'm not sitting here saying he is that, but like I certainly couldn't look at all the great wide receivers. Seems like every team has a top 15 wide receiver. Obviously, not really, yes. but like every team has that wide receiver that was drafted in the past three or four years that like looks pretty fucking That's good. That's a big hitter, yeah. Yeah, so I, I couldn't put him in the I could not put him in the top 10 if I made a list right now. I couldn't. Um, so I, it'll be interesting to see. Like, if they drafted, I think they should go heavy wide receiver. Obviously, offensive tackle is going to be an issue depending on what happens with Jerome Armstead. I think they need depth on the offensive line anyway. Uh, they probably need tight end. I mean, they remember how good the Saints were with uh, Graham? Yes, I mean, having Jimmy Graham and then they rolled and, right into a Jared Cook that was yeah, really good too. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it just hasn't been the same really since. Obviously, Jared Cook's been gone only a year or two, but I don't know. I think they they could use having that aspect of the of the game back. I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see where they go. Do they go quarterback? It's, it wouldn't shock me. Obviously, I don't think it would shock you either, would it? No, not at all. I mean, James coming off the injury being the biggest. Um, stapled in that argument. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, be interesting to see. There's a lot of ways this to go. It could would not surprise me a bit if they're sitting at 11, 12 wins next year. I think I, I believe that with both the uh, both the Saints yes. and the Panthers. They, I look Saints at. have the best turnaround just because I think that they're 
they're more built with the veterans around mm-hmm. them. Panthers have a very promising future as well, but it hinges a lot more on the younger guys. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. All right, hey, that is it. We are closed the book. It is over. We're closing it up for the Seahawks, for the Bears, the Panthers, Saints, and Falcons. It's over. Any final words on those fi- on those five teams? Anywhere else you want to go with it? No, just uh, All right. rest of the NFL. Watch out. We're ready to close <laughs> the book on you next. Um, then with that being said, we are going to close the book on this episode of Between the Pylons. Thank you so much for watching. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. We really, really appreciate it. We will be back next week. You can also check out our power ranking show that we're about to record in just a second. That will be out uh, on Wednesday as well as this episode of Between the Pylons. Thank you so much for watching. Peace. Seven. Seven.